to the Experience Starting Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Woody, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, we continue our periodic spotlight on entrepreneurship here at the Darden School of Business with a conversation with Rooney Lee. Uh, in this conversation, Rooney and I talk about his venture, new sublease that he has launched with two other students from the full-time MBA class of 2023, Shin Yi Zhang and Shreyas Adiyoti. We talk with Rooney about his background, how he decided to pursue an MBA, what led him to Darden, how things are going with new sublease, where the idea came from, how UVA's Entrepreneurship Cup or E-Cup, as it's known, helped him explore his venture, figure out what the idea should be, and so much more. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here's my interview with Rooney Lee. Rooney, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Brad. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Great. Awesome. Well, here you are. I think this is the final quarter of your MBA program. Is that right? Uh, yeah, actually, yesterday was my last class day at Darden. Um, so, yeah, I cannot believe it. How did that feel, your last class at Darden? Well, <laughs> to be honest, still, I feel like it's not real. <laughs> um, feel like still I need to go to school tomorrow. Oh, or maybe um, the reason why is I still need to be in Charlottesville. So. <laughs> All right. So even though you may be done, you may not feel like you're done just yet. Now you get graduation exactly. on the horizon. Um, do you have family coming in for graduation? Uh, no, not really. Um, I'm originally from South Korea and my family is still there. Uh, my sister lives in Germany, uh, but she's visiting Korea right now. Um, they are having pretty good time without me. <laughs> so you know, no, they are um, not coming this time. All right. Well, let's talk a, a little bit more about you. So tell us uh, about you. Uh, who are you and, and what did you do before coming coming to Darden? Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I just briefly talked about it, but originally from South Korea. Um, I came to the state about 10 years ago. Um, I was former, uh, I was in the army uh, back in Korea and then came here and then worked about seven years. Um, in all different functions. I worked in a, just the same company, they're called the Cummins, which is biggest engine company. Now they are building all electric as well. Uh, but I was there as an HR analytics, Six Sigma Black Belt, leading the analytics team, um, business transformation and like product development before. Um, just a fun fact, um, I have a typical Asian blushing, like when I was drinking, uh, when I'm drinking the, any alcohol, but um, I have a um, wine sommelier certificate, actually. So. <laughs> All right. How did you get interested in wine? Um, well, yeah, that's the thing, because I, I cannot drink a lot. Uh, I was looking for Still, I wanted to enjoy um, some kind of social and drink and found the wine is actually a good topic. Like with only <laughs> some people drink a lot. But <laughs> for me, like with only less than one bottle, still you can enjoy and then talk a lot because everyone has different stories. That was fascinating to me. Um, so, yeah, that's why I just like took a chance and then studied about the wine. And so you're a sommelier? Oh, well, like a basic level. And then always I said like, hey, like a lawyer, like a disclaimer, this is not like <laughs> right advice. Uh, still, every wine is different. I only know like what I tried. <laughs> All right. So how did you decide that you wanted to pursue an MBA? You mentioned you were working at Cummins, different roles. Um, how did you decide an MBA was the right next step for you? 
Sure. Um, so it was like um, from my experience right before Darden, uh, I was leading business transformation for my company, uh, working directly with um, CEO as an other senior executives. Um, and then I found um, either way, either um, to climb up the ladder in the company. Uh, to be honest, a lot of mentors advised me that like, hey, because MBA might be a good um like plus on your resume, not a requirement. So that's one thing. And then secondly, also, I'm, I was also interested in the entrepreneurship as well. Um, and then I wanted to get more resource and then networks, uh, which is something I expect uh, to get from MBA. So. How did you land on Darden? What attracted you to Darden specifically? Yeah, for Darden, because um, I, I had some criteria uh, when it comes to the MBA. Uh, the very first one was I personally prefer um, small, small class size uh, because I really wanted to have like a very close friends or network, um, the people that I can hang out anytime, even after the school. Um, so close school size really matters. Uh, and then secondly, like a how, like what kind of experience I can get from school. Um, that's why I love the case method and then learning team. Um, luckily, when I was searching for the school, I was able to connect some of the class of 2021 friends. Um, still, I'm super close to them. But uh, based on that experience, I learned that like Darjun can give you really transformational experience during that two years. Um, so I was thinking about, OK, I need to pay a lot for my MBA. Like what would be the best for me? Uh, so those are two top criteria. Um, the reason why I picked a Darjun. What was attractive to you about the case method? Yeah, um, so a case method, um, I mean, again, because first I'm originally from South Korea, um, the the cultural thing uh, was a big thing. So in South Korea, we, okay, like it depends on the people, but at least that for me, uh, our culture is not like speaking up that much. And then one thing that I felt uh, throughout my like seven years of career in, in the U.S. And I always like felt like some kind of uh, room to improve uh, when it comes to the communication, like more proactive and then like speak up like and then like more of my voice out. Um, and then case method is actually like a perfect setting Then like they put me on the setting of like a very stressful or very with a conflict, uh, a lot of different situations with the different business cases. Um, and then that's what I saw from my other friends in the alumni or previous classes. I saw that how people actually changed it within two years. Um, that was amazing. And I, I, right now, I feel I made actually the right choice. That's great. I mean, I've heard similar things from students about the case method that they were excited about the opportunity, maybe felt a little nervous about it, but excited about the opportunity to speak up in class and know that they would be challenged in that way and have the opportunity to practice these skills yeah. in a setting where, you know, you've got, you've got friends, your classmates are here to support you. It's a supportive environment. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, 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 I can say like, it's um, supportive at the same time. Again, it's challenging. Of course, it's, it's a challenging for many people. Um, but it designed that way, um, challenging and then try to, help you come out of your comfort zone. Um, and then I believe that's the best way for anybody 
to grow. So, so you come to Darden, you're a brand new first year student. Uh, what was the adjustment to graduate business school like for you? <laughs> um, adjustment for the grad school. Um, oh, well, uh, the first one is a lot of, a lot of things uh, <laughs> on your plate at the same time. Um, and everyone has a different priority, um, but school um, give you a lot of things. Friends ask you a lot of things, or, or maybe your family <laughs> ask you a lot of things. Um, you will get a lot of different roles uh, within the very short time frame. You need to prepare for the recruiting. I, I wanted to do try something, uh, entrepreneurship, like a lot of things are just came to you at the same time. Um, and then maybe some people feeling like I don't, I don't want to miss anything. A lot of people got already successful career or like achievement in their life, um, feeling like they want to achieve everything, but there's no way that you can get everything because there's is such a good program, tons of resources there. <laughs> there's no way that you can actually hit the everything. Um, so I think to me, that was like a big thing. Like you need to think about like uh, what you actually want to get or in different way, what's the thing that okay to give up? I think that's an important point. And when we talk with folks here on the podcast, they do really highlight the importance of prioritization. To your earlier point, you can't do everything. It's probably the first time in people's lives that they've come up against this. Oh my gosh, I can't be everywhere. I can't do everything. I can't be 100% prepared for every single class I walk into I have a limited amount of time, limited amount of energy. And so I have to make some tough decisions as to where yeah. I put that time and energy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, where were you moving to Charlottesville from? I'm curious, Rooney. Oh, yes. Um, well, since I came to the States, I lived quite different places. Uh, the very first place I came here, um, it was Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, so I, I went to actually school there, U of M. <laughs> different M, like a lot of people in Michigan, but Yovem uh, there um, and started my work at Indiana. Um, it was Columbus, Indiana, very small town with lovely people and moved to Denver, Colorado. I was there about three years. And um, right before Darden, I was in Los Angeles, California. So you can imagine like moving to the Midwest all around and to the West Coast. And this is Charlottesville is my very first like East Coast experience. Yeah, some really big towns in there and some pretty good geographic coverage. Um, what have you enjoyed about being in Charlottesville? <laughs> yeah, um, well, we just briefly talked about the wine thing. Um, Charlottesville has a lot of wineries around here. Um, every winery has like different wines and different stories, which is like a lot of fun to me. Um, also like Chando, like mountains um, with the weather. Cause actually here, uh, Charlottesville has a four seasons, which is very similar to the weather in Korea. So I really liked that weather thing. Cause that makes me feeling like a homie and I can see all those seasonal changes and the color changes, especially fall season. It's it's gorgeous, like to see all those color changes in the mountains. We talked a little bit about your your first year. Um, so now you're in your second year. I wonder um, how's your second year going? I'm sure it's been a busy year. I mean, first year is packed. <laughs> second year doesn't slow down either. So what? How's your second year? Um, well, like we. We often say second year, best year. <laughs> uh, I I agree. Um, second year, 
because we can we can choose our schedule, we can pick our electives. Um, so I took most of the entrepreneurship classes and then some marketing classes, uh, which is my personal interest. Um, and also I really focused on um, getting something out of um, some of my entrepreneurship efforts. Um, so second year is still same busy for me, uh, but for different priorities. But so far uh, it was great. Um, again, time flies. I cannot believe second year is already done um, but yeah second year I, I love second year um, it's a different busy um, and a different level of stress um, but still it was it was very great so you recently participated in the ECAP or the entrepreneurship cup here it's UVA wide it also includes students from UVA wise uh, it's right. a, three phases of a competition um, concept discovery launch um, so Essentially, an opportunity for you to explore um, a particular venture or an idea that you have. You entered a venture called New Sublease. Tell us more about what New Sublease is. Sure. Um, so, ECOP, um, I I attended all three um, like rounds of ECOPs. Um, so, the very first one was uh, the concept stage. So, you can basically submit your business like concept uh, without actual revenue or the actual like a business the items or the model itself um it was very early time actually on my first year i submitted like my idea actually uh, luckily we won the first stage as well uh, it was a different idea um i i wanted to build some some platform that helps people to share their like workspaces like home offices or find like a co-working spaces so initially my interest was uh same real estate but uh, like workspaces um because i i love to find like a cool places to work uh like so in like creative inspiring places so initially i started that one and then joined the second round well um I failed to win. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a quite painful, but at the same time, I got lots of lots of great feedback um, after talking to different customers and the mentors. Then we uh, pivoted our idea to the like sublist side because um, we found that there is a, like new demand, like new problem that we may be able to solve. Um, so that's like how new sublist kind of started, and then joined like third round, which is launch. Uh, within very short time period <laughs> it was like i think uh when we joined the third round it was only week seven of like new sublist platform launch uh, so basically new sublist is like trusted platform for right now is a student focused but um for the student and traveling professionals uh, to share their sublist and to find their sublist um and we promised three things like a trust, hassle-free leasing, and affordable midterm housing. Because sublease, um, there's a lot of benefits, but basically you can get a more reasonable price than like super high short-term extended stay. How did you decide that you wanted to pivot your idea uh, to what was originally, initially like a working, a co-work idea to uh, subleasing apartments? Yeah, um, well, I like I mentioned briefly, I heard a lot of comment and feedback. And I mean, again, frankly, I was so frustrated and then uh, disappointed. Like I spent a lot of time. I met a lot of people and uh, I invested like my own personal money. It's not a lot, but still the time itself was the biggest one, but didn't get the good result. And then a lot of feedback. 
Um, and then a lot of friends and the mentors actually helped me to be more flexible. Um, and I was thinking about, okay, what else I can do? Um, because entrepreneurship is a thing that I really want to pursue, not just like business item, like specific thing. Um, and like some of the people mentioned that, hey, because what about this? What about that? Uh, and then sublist thing is one of the like topic that we talked about with some of my friend and then like um, my team, Xinyi there. Um, and then we decide like, yeah, why not? Because I already built my platform for the office space. And then like, yeah, because if that is really the problem, I can just turn my platform and build a, build a new one. Like, so just one night um, I built a new platform and then yeah, let me test it like this week to see if it's working. Um, luckily, we picked up super quickly. So even like week seven, when we were doing eCub, we already got like more than 15,000 views and 100 people and then more than 100 properties uh, listed. So we saw that like, wow, this one is the real thing. Uh, so that's the way how we started. What problem are you trying to solve or help people solve? Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe I can share like, like my own story. Like last summer, I interned at Google um, and then I went to the Bay Area it was like nightmare to find housing. Um, like ended up, I used Airbnb for extended stay. And then I paid a lot, a lot more because Airbnb or any short-term stay on average is like almost 40% more expensive than regular uh, rent. And then I got back to Darden and I met a friend um, who's staying in the car for several days because he didn't get the no, like apartment for the summertime. Uh, the problem was at the same time, I had my apartment empty and I double rent, right? And I realized that that one is not only my individual issue. Like after researching some of the thing, 10 million of students and traveling professionals are, they wasted over $50 billion, like because of those overpayment for short-term or double rent situation. Um, so that's the problem that we want to help because there are a lot of waste. There are a lot of people suffering uh, from those housing issue. Um, and then after COVID, a lot of people change their lifestyles. Um, they see that everything is now kind of more liquidate or like a shareable, like after the those like a lot of gig economy, including Uber. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the thing that we wanted to tackle. So who uh... Is there a comp is there a competition in this space? I mean, I wonder like how do you build trust with customers? Your your new kid on on the block. I know you mentioned those is um, three representations you make to everybody about uh, the the apartments, the listings on your site. Um, but how do you build trust as as a new uh, venture in the space? Because living somewhere, being in a space like that, like if it's not great, it's not gonna not gonna feel too good for people. Exactly. Um... So that's actually the first thing um, we mentioned about like three things that we want to provide and trust is always the first one. Um, still, we are working on uh, to make sure that like we make the right platform uh, with the trust. Um, but when it comes to the competition, a lot of people ask me like, hey, what about the Airbnb? Like are people already using the Airbnb. Um, well, actually, it's not true. Um, actually, we have a former executive of Airbnb as an advisory board member. Uh, but Airbnb is the problem is they actually tried to tap into this market since like two years ago uh, with no success. They designed super, super good on 
short-term stay. So a lot of things are different uh, for the sublease or midterm housing market. So our actual competition is more likely like a Facebook or a group chat or like a, the people or the friends. Um, so those are like a small things are actual competition. And um, like I said, it's a quite trendy. And I saw that some other uh, startups just started to solve the same issue right now. Uh, but to build a trust, we take, we took like a little bit different approach. The first one, we leveraged our like MBA and student networks. Uh, so we reached out our friends and then other group chats like, hey, because we just start this initiative to solve or to help each other. Um, and then we luckily, yeah, we made uh, official partnership with the Darden admin and then exchange student programs. So we gave some sessions to the incoming students uh, and then registered on their student portal as a like official student housing resource. Those things are actually really helped us to build trust. Um, and then in the back end, we try to val verify the emails, whether they are like a real person, because no one wants like sublist to just random people from Craigslist. Um, so those things are something we uh, we are trying. Is there a legal uh, consideration here too? I'm thinking if you signed signed a lease, uh, every apartment they allow you to sublease. Uh, do you have to read the fine print? I wonder. Oh, of course. Um, legal is a huge thing. A huge thing. Um, another interesting fact that we found is like over like seventy percent of students they unfortunately they don't know how to make it legal or they try to <laughs> i don't want to say that way but they try to avoid the uh, legal way because just they just prefer to make it quiet like under the surface uh which is not good um by another experience like sublist one time i sublist my apartment to someone um <laughs> someone i found this from craigslist uh she initially said oh i'm going to stay with my my dog um andy dove she actually lived there with her boyfriend and then that boyfriend went to the my apartment management office and asked hey because i need another fob and the key to get to the pool and then they check like who are you and then, i leave this apartment and oh no you are not on the list and they made a call to me right away and they, hey you need to get out of the apartment right away which was a big problem uh, but we figured out andy dove like found out way Basically, the only thing I needed was just register, put their name, their extra like a like a tenant, and then pay fifty bucks for the regular background check. That was it. Uh, so a lot of students they don't know how to make it legal side. So that's one thing. Also, we want to help. Um, we put a lot of blogs and then materials to educate and then help as a resource to make their deals as legal as possible. Uh, we don't do like a contract and everything because of like a legal liabilities there. We are not like agency uh, or the broker. Um, so we try to avoid that actual like uh, the connection between those two, uh, but we try hard to like provide the resource as possible. I've been talking to almost now like 30 different lawyers. <laughs> um, I've been seeking the experts help uh, to find out that one as well. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's an interesting question. People ran into this with Airbnb, right? It sounds so easy. Oh, you just wanna list uh, your home when you're not there, uh, but there's uh, different regulations that come with that. And you wanna make sure uh, that you're not running afoul of whatever the, the law is in your particular uh, jurisdiction. Such, such an interesting question. Um, is there a ratings uh, functionality? like? Can users rate each other? Like, say somebody leases your subleases your apartment. Uh, can you give feedback about them? They give feedback about you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, we do have a rating feature on our platform. It's it's working very similar to the how Airbnb works. Uh, but the the rating, one thing that we found is especially when it comes to the sublist. Um, you can imagine that like how often you can sublist like more. Uh, so typically, usually students sublist like once or twice a year, and then maybe next one or two years, and that's it. So uh, there's no way that you can collect like your own personal reviews. Uh, so what we found is that rather than just personal review, we are preparing to have like reviews based on the like a property. So let's say someone like incoming student like Darden, that's actually we've been working on, but incoming student Darden, like he found a sublist on like here, like pavilion at North Ground. Wait, is it like a apartment good for sublists? Um, so actually you can see the review based on the like like property level. So this property is a safe uh, for uh, sublists and then a very supportive. I can do that like in a legal way. So those are like a review based on the property rather than like individuals, because we already verified that this is like student of Darden, student of HBS or Chicago, something like that. That's so interesting. So it sounds like you've begun by reaching out to people at MBA programs. These are, of course, very mobile folks in the summer. They're going to different cities. Think about your experience out in San Francisco. I always wondered, how do people find short-term housing in these big cities where housing is really expensive and not super plentiful? Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's why probably I personally think think uh, it was lucky. Um, this is like a quite peak season or the peak timing uh, for every, let's say, MBA student who's looking for <laughs> housing for their internship or right after graduate and then like before they start to full time. So right now on our platform, um, as of today, I think it's close to 500 registered users, like all top school MBAs across states right now. Um, so they are using their own channels. Um, if they cannot find any like good housing. They use, again, short-term stay. That's the last resort, um, but that's like most expensive option. Um, and then if they can find a sublist, um, that's like, for me, ideal solution because you can pay almost 40% less than Airbnb, uh, but at the same time, you can enjoy the same like facility buildings and everything. And also you can connect with the people. Uh, a lot of people actually find that they're kind of friends or network because um, what we do is introduce like same like MBA students or the law school students, mostly graduate stu school students right now. Um, so they kind of connect with other people and then they just share information. Hey, um, you can find some good grocery here or do you need a car or do you need a bike? Um, I have something or here's my friend that you can talk to because uh, a lot of cases also they have uh, some roommate already there. Um, so that's, that's pretty um, good perks that I never expected. <laughs> so there's a community functionality to this. Correct. Yeah, that's that's what uh, I recently learned. Um, the people prefer to see someone who are similar to them, like or like-minded people or like common friends. Very interesting. I guess that cuts to that trust consideration, right? Or how do you feel comfortable New space, new city, a lot of newness uh, there. You're doing something over the internet. You may not have an opportunity to visit uh, before you finalize the, the sublease. Uh, I'm thinking about all, all the things that could be challenging for somebody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Well, what's next for for new sublease? Uh, where do you go from here? So you pivoted your idea. It sounds like things are going pretty well. You got people using the platform. You got properties listed. What's next? Yeah, um, for the next step, um, luckily uh, we won the ECOP last round, um, which gave us 15k grant. Um, it's not a huge money <laughs> to be honest, but still, it's a good amount of money that we can upgrade our platform. Um, we got lots of great feedback from our users. And then as our platform users pool is growing, we are getting like more and more requests like, hey, because this this is cool, but like, can I have like these features like, or can I get notification? Can I see the stats on my posting? Something like that. Uh, so we want to upgrade our platform during this summer. And the second thing is, uh, we, we also briefly touched on it, legal part. Um, I've been actively um, seeking all those legal expert advice uh, to make sure we have right legal frameworks. Um, so that's like second priority for my summer. I also applied for the Darden ILAP. Uh, actually, it's a technically Batten ILAP incubator program for this summer. I just had an interview yesterday, uh, wish me good luck. <laughs> so. Anyway, we will spend or invest our summer uh, to upgrade that product and um, kind of make sure that we have a right uh, legal framework. So that's our next milestone. It's interesting. You got an idea, have a viable product. Now you got to talk to the lawyers. Did you imagine um, you two <laughs> would be engaging uh, with so many lawyers having these conversations? No, no, I I never imagined, and then I never talked to so many lawyers like this. Um, I honestly talked to my JDMBA lawyer, like those are friends or the like other law school friends. Every single question is like, "Hey, is this okay to ask?" Or like, "Am I <laughs> am I asking the right question?" Like, <laughs> "Did I sound like so dumb?" Like all those questions. Um, yeah, it's it's all like the new learning. Um, but that's the thing. Like uh, I love entrepreneurship because you can you can learn a lot of new things, and then you can apply every aspect of lessons learned or whatever you learned from Darden in the real life uh, with your idea. Um, yeah, I was curious. You, you mentioned having this entrepreneurial interest from the time you even matriculated at Darden. This is something that perhaps motivated you to pursue an MBA. What is it about entrepreneurship that was exciting to you? That is exciting to you. Um, well, I I grew up with a family business uh, back in Korea. Uh, my dad and my mom run the business. To me, always like a business and life was not separate thing. <laughs> um, so entrepreneurship itself was always been in in my mind. And right before Darden, um, I worked for the transformation, but at the same time. Uh, I was able to pitch a business idea, um, which is like we call the preventive maintenance solution, like using machine learning and cloud and tell the users like, hey, because there will be something bad happen, uh, be ready for that. Um, but basically that's the idea and they pitched the, the idea to the company and got a million dollar funding from the company and spent a year and a half to develop a new product, which like ignites my <laughs> uh, entrepreneurship aspire uh, inside. Like, okay, um, seems like uh, this is something I can do and then I find very interesting. So let's let's try it. Um, so yeah, that's uh, another reason. <laughs> in, a, in a perfect world, do you, are you a full-time entrepreneur running new sublease or pursuing some other idea? Um, well, one thing 
we have a <laughs> we have a Sarah's um, amazing entrepreneurship professor at Darden. She built, uh, she made an amazing framework, a principles called the effectual entrepreneurship. One of the key theme was like, well, entrepreneurship is all about de-risk. Uh, like, it's it's not about like taking the risk. Um, so I actually got some of the offers for my job, um, and uh, one of the job probably I'm going to take is going to New York uh, for consulting, but which starts January, which is a perfect for me. Um, so I'm going to spend like rest of this year as a full-time entrepreneur uh, to develop more uh, new sublists or who knows, maybe I will pivot again, um, but entrepreneurship itself, yes, for sure. So how was your time at Darden helpful to you along your entrepreneurial journey? You mentioned the E-Cup. You talked about some of the JD MBAs you have access to. You mentioned Saris, Saris Fafi uh, and Effectuation. I wonder yeah. how was Darden helpful to you along this journey? Um, yeah, I want to highlight the entrepreneurship thing um, well, because I also complained of uh, all of our entrepreneurship many times if uh, if some of my friends heard about this podcast. Uh, but because Darden is not the... Uh, like a very, very famous school for entrepreneurship, to be honest. Like, um, but we have a great, great resources and an ecosystem, really. Like a Baton is one of the biggest entrepreneurship institutes, like uh, sitting right next to the business school. We have a great professor, like I said, Sarah's. And unfortunately, we lost an, another amazing professor, Damon DeVito. Um, he's the, like, he's a, he was an amazing mentor to me. Um, and then Charlottesville itself has a really great entrepreneurship ecosystem, which is connected to the Darden. Uh, so for me, it, it was it was a great resource. Like um, like I said, like tons of resources you can get. Um, a lot of classes, a lot of people is willing to help you. So as far as you have interest and they show the interest, I think it was great. Um, so. For me, ECUP was the very first one. Even before starting Darden, my very first Darden event was a startup academy uh, by Batten. Um, so it was it was a great start, <laughs> and then got a lot a lot of lot of resources from Darden. I appreciate your your mentioning Damon. Unfortunately, as you noted, he passed away recently, and um, yeah, a big loss for for the community. I, I can't tell you how many people have come on this podcast to talk about how instrumental he was in their entrepreneurial journey. Um, so um, it sounds like he also uh, touched touched your experience as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that was a very, very unfortunate, a, a huge loss. Um, a lot of my friends, like I'm, I'm taking just done like a venture velocity as well, um, which is his, his legacy class. Um, a lot of people <laughs> mentioned the same thing. Uh, we never seen people like Damon, um, someone who's like such a smart and passionate and never give up um, both academically, practically. He knows everything. He knows every people and he understand uh, any problem and situation than any of like entrepreneurs. It was, it was amazing. He was amazing people. Yeah, hopefully I can see someone like a day one in my life as well. But yes, that was that was a big loss. So a wonderful tribute. And I will say it certainly resonates all the other people who come on the podcast and talked about the impact that he had on their entrepreneurial journey. So uh, Rooney, I wonder uh, what word of advice would you share with our prospective student listeners? Here you are at the end of you know essentially 21 months of an MBA program. You had your last class yesterday. Any advice you would share? Um. 
Well, maybe a couple of things I can share. Um, the first one is um, it's challenging again. <laughs> MBA program is a design for that. Uh, but the reason why they put a lot of things and then make you <laughs> feel stressed and challenging um, because they want you to grow. Uh, they want you to try a lot of things out, out of your comfort zone. Um, so even if you feel that is quite overwhelmed, which means you're growing. Um, so just be ready for it. That's my one thing. Um, second thing is, um, again, I wanted to promote the entrepreneurship in here as I'm talking about entrepreneurship today. Um, Darden, again, like maybe a lot of people, okay, let me take back. So a lot of my friends at Darden, they are interested in entrepreneurship. Like they said, hey, because at, at some point in my life, I want to do entrepreneurship. Um, my advice is like, maybe you don't want to wait um, just to try something, uh, try a little thing. Um, like I said, Darden got tons of things. I still, I'm in the early stage, still I'm trying, um, but Darden is a great, great environment that you can try a lot of things and then fail safely um, so that you can learn from it. Um, so that's my another like advice. Um, just don't wait, try whatever the failure I'm pretty sure you can learn something from that. Well, Rooney, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on all your success with New Sublease and on winning the E-Cup. And I hope you find your way into the incubator program this summer. That would be great. Yeah, thank you so much, Brad. And then hopefully um, I can make another achievement and then come back with uh, the better news. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Well, congratulations also on completing your MBA program. Um, graduation oh, thank will be you here so before much. you know it. Yeah, this is a great closing <laughs> right after my last day of class. So thank you so much for having me, Brad. And that was my interview with Rooney Lee, a student in our full-time MBA class of 2023. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We could reach the Darden, that's C-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.